Hey guys, um, hope you're enjoying the podcast as always. Uh, obviously, I'm sure if you're following me on social, you know about this, but if you don't, I am doing Tea with Gary V. Uh, I've been doing it for about a month. It's been remarkable. Uh, if you're not following it, you're making a huge mistake. 9 a.m. Eastern time during this uh, crisis, we're doing some incredible stuff. Please check it out. Tea with Gary V. Live on all my social platforms every morning at 9 a.m. Twitter is definitely the place that you can't miss it. Uh, in general, I think if you're not following me on Twitter, it's a huge mistake. Gary V-E-E on Twitter. Check it out. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey, podcast. Joe from Team Gary here. I want to remind you to listen to the entirety of the podcast because in the middle, we're going to hit you with a special offer straight from Gary. Enjoy. Started my life was kind of rough. I had an awful battle. The doctor set my parents down and said my life was fragile. Perspective is the game. I guarantee the name. Just put your head down, do the work, and everything will change. Sipping tea, helping feels. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Be a patient, hell, the tricky. Yeah, hey, being honest. Tea with Gary V. Tweets and positivity. Good morning, world. How are you? Hope everybody is super duper well. Um, this is Tea with Gary V on a Monday. June 29th, big shout out to Zeus MG on Twitch, Ridge Porter, what's good? Tony Timmer in the building, Jerry Garcia, not the, but um, Biggie J, great to see you on Facebook. Professor Kevin, great to see you. Terrell Hope on Facebook, good to see you. Andre Cutnot on the on Facebook. Dion Wu on Twitter, good to see you. Good to see everybody, everybody. Where's LinkedIn at? Where's LinkedIn at? Comments on LinkedIn. There we go. Hasron Nazario holding it down for LinkedIn. Dustin, what's good? How are you? Good. Good weekend? Yeah, very good weekend. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You buy any sports cards? Any Pokemon? I got one for free. It's, That's uh, nice. Oh, a De'Aaron Fox? Yeah. I'm big on that. Somebody, Somebody's a fan of yours and they sent it to you? Yeah, it was a previous guest, John Tory. He said... Uh, I like that. He said he had a bunch, and then he already made his money back, so he wanted to give me one. I was like, oh, that's he, awesome. He listened, he listened <laughs> yeah. to me early on that one. So, yeah, shout sports, out to him. Sports, shout out to him for right. I mean, kindness is always a good move. Uh, Friday's sports card tea with Gary Vee was fun. Like, I really want to do, like, a 10-hour one. <laughs> it went so fast. All yeah. right, let's get into the show. Let's do it. Hope everybody's super good. Morning, morning, morning. Oh, we get two. Good morning. I love yeah. it. Two for the price of one. Hi, Gene. Hi, Gary. How's it going? Hi, Gary. Good to see uh, you. Yeah, good to see you, too. We met uh, when you were in Denver. I remember, I remember coming yeah. to your office. It was a great time. You were fan- you did a fantastic job. Oh, thanks. Yeah, good to, good to see you. And this is Angela. She's my co-founder. Um, what's happening this morning? How are you? All good. It's really nice to see you, ladies. Yeah, awesome. Thank so um, I just wanted to jump into our question. I know we have a few minutes. Um, so we're putting on the Women's Social Media Day Summit uh, tomorrow, which is Social Media Day, June 30th. Um, and sometimes we get pushback from businesses, business owners. You know, they're like, you know, social media is not that effective or maybe like they don't get as many conversions off of social media. So kind of, you know, basically getting a lot of put, not a lot, but sometimes we get pushback from, um, from, uh, from you business get, owners. You get, you get so pushback. Uh, oh, I say, I say a couple things. One, a lot of businesses are right when they push back against social because they are asking the social media experts or companies for short-term sales conversion, and the social media people are actually not hearing them, ah. and they're and they're and they're talking about the multi-dimensional aspect of social, which is it is definitely a communications, you know, portal PR. It is unbelievably a brand play, like television. Um, uh, the amount of money that a lot of businesses spend on social is so small, and they're looking for miracles from social that doesn't come from print or Google. Uh, and then, and then most people in social are not good at selling. You know, one of the things that I think makes VaynerMedia strong, and what makes me strong with like empathy or like Cake Swiss or you know whatever is. I really understand how to do creative and media. We understand how to do creative and media. My organizations understand how to do creative and media to actually create short-term results. Many social media people only take on community management and some random organic content, which has no prayer to create short-term, short-term 
sales conversions, which leads to the mass cynicism of businesses. You know, we are in the early stages of social these first 10 years. And, you know, what that means is you have a lot of hucksters that come on and try to ride the wave and aren't actually good at servicing, you know, clients and helping people grow their business, make false promises, and more importantly, don't even understand the question that the business is asking them. And so I actually have a lot of empathy for a lot of businesses that struggle with social media because the person that's trying to provide the results nine out of 10 times didn't hear it or bullshitted their way to get the money but had no chance of delivering. And I think, you know, I think that's the real punchline, to be honest. But can you create short-term results? Of course you can. That's why so many brands have been built on Instagram and Facebook. Of course you can. But it actually takes real talent. I, I can play basketball, but that doesn't mean I can play in the NBA. And I think right now we have a lot of people selling social media that are not ready for the NBA. I, on the other hand, am fucking LeBron James. So it's definitely a more long-term play is really, and I think, I think maybe that's a misconception in like the marketplace is that a lot of business owners think that like, Hey, social media, like let's get it done and run tomorrow. I'm going to be a millionaire. And so I think that's, well, I mean, anytime anybody, I mean, that's my biggest concern right now with sports cards. I'm talking about it so much. Yeah. It's nothing's easy. Everything takes education, executions, patience on the flip side. I don't, you know, I don't want to make it, I don't want to gloss over this. If somebody gave me $10,000 and said the number one thing I want, Gary, is sales, I, I know how to run ads on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube pre-roll to make that happen. I might not have enough money in that 10000 to make content and run media to create the sales that that person anticipates. And so that's why you have to have an upfront conversation. But most people just want to take on the money. So really, it's all about framing then when you're having the conversation with the client. And asking questions, right? Setting right. expectations for mm-hmm. real. Right now, you have. This is why so many people watching right now, whether they're watching live on TV, Gary Vee, or when they watch this clip on YouTube or Instagram, the, the reason they turn so many clients is they just want the dollars, but they only get three months worth of dollars and get fired. The reason I've been able to build something from zero to two hundred million dollars in revenue is we keep clients because we're not full of shit up front. We really you know, calibrate what the request is and then we go and execute. Right. I like that. I like that. So I think that that's really important, Gene, as we um, have our social media day tomorrow is to really talk about the frame, right? And setting that expectation, even for solopreneurs that do the social media themselves. Let me give you another example that may help a lot of people. Um, A lot of people are paying $3,000 a month for PR and then are paying 2000 for social media, not getting results from social media. They're mad at social media. Meanwhile, social media oftentimes can outperform traditional PR every day of the week. But this agency or the person or the internal person didn't frame social as a PR comms thing. They framed it as a sales thing, mm. which again, it can easily be done. 90% are not good at the combination of media and creative. They're good at the creative part the organic part, the community management part, which services as PR or brand. Again, you have a lot of B2B businesses that will buy a banner at a Little League stadium or, or buy, a, buy a booth at a convention that they don't convert, but they do it because they, they have to do it. It's the cost of entry to be in the industry. Cost of entry to be in the industry of the world is to have a social media account going <laughs> hard. LinkedIn, I, Facebook, Twitter. Like, I love like it. A, any business that isn't spending two to $5,000 a month just to keep the lights on, on creative, just for brand, realizing that people search. I mean, to me, it's more important than your website. You know, people search to see what you're doing there, but people, but most small social media individuals and agencies and internal operators don't position it as a comms branding cost of entry in 2020 for consumer respect and conversion too many businesses are in transactional mode, sales mode. We spent 2,000, how many sales did I get? But they didn't realize that one of the sales they got that month was because somebody went to their Instagram and Twitter and saw that they're real. Wow, right. I love it. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. But I mean, it's just so many times that clients really expect like, oh, you know, the sales, I need the sales. <laughs> by the so- way, they do need the sales. And by the way, anybody who wants to build a monster like I did, have to be incredible at the ability to drive sales through Facebook media and Instagram media and LinkedIn media and Google pre-roll YouTube content. Like it's very, TikTok's real. 
influencer marketing is real. It's real. It's way harder than putting out Happy Flag Day on your Twitter. That's true. And that goes back well, to the all, analogy I made. Yeah, it's all inclusive, I think. I think that- Well, that's why I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the most I know. <laughs> it's the most 360 thing in marketing. You know, TV yep. you know, yep. is great for brand, but, but YouTube and Facebook videos can do brand and have a link right there and create no friction for the conversion of sale. Mm-hmm. You know, paying a PR person mm-hmm. $4,000 a month to get you press when you can get press just by posting. So it's, yeah, it's the most encompassing 360 way to do marketing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just all managing expectations. With I, the I have... Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. I wish you well tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. You. Um, really thank appreciate you. You and appreciate your thank time. You. And um, yeah. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. No, I, I kind of just want to rock my hair like this today. I've been up for about an hour and a half. Big shout out to Lourdes in New Orleans. Thank you for that favorite show. Shout out DJ Yasmina. I appreciate you. Me Red, what's good? I missed you too, Ryan X. Alexis K, what's good? I agree, B Hicks. I like this look. All right, let's keep it going. Jordan, what's good? Oh, not too much, mate. It's uh, it's very late here in Melbourne, nearly 12. Hey, uh, I sent I sent you a link ages ago. We never got to meet up in in Melbourne due to some bad weather. But um, I'm wondering if you ever watched that bold and bankrupt video on uh, Babrusk, your hometown. I don't I don't know. Can you can you make sure Dustin gets the URL so I definitely see it this weekend? Yeah, yeah. We'll, Thank we'll you send so much it for sure. Um, so my question for you: It's been very interesting here in Australia due to COVID. Obviously, um, our government has basically given a few businesses and we've been one of those that is quite lucky that essentially we've been giving a, a cash flow boost of the equivalent of a month's worth of sales. Stimulus so check. Pardon? A stimulus check. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and look, I think the, the thing that I find most interesting about you is that it's not just your ability to understand attention, but to allocate capital. I mean, you've built this vertical company, you've got media assets, creative uh, the media side of the business as well, production. I guess I'm curious from your side, for you as a younger entrepreneur, when you first started Vayner in Vayner Media, what were the smartest investments? Was it in people or was it uh, acquiring you just, you, uh, Jordan, you literally took the words out of my mouth. It was in David Zhang. It was in Marcus Krasastic. It was in Joe Whitmarsh, Phil Toronto. It was in humans, Matt Sidemer. It was, it was humans you know, Kelly McCarthy and Tina C and it was the, there's just nothing close to the humans. It was the humans. Yeah. Now that, but you have to understand that's because I like managing people and I like people. So the answer to, you know, the answer is not for everybody. Some people are quite introverted and awkward and don't enjoy the process of humans. And for them, the answer would have been technology. Mm. You know, for a lot of different companies, the answer was, we hired four engineers. We barely talked to each other remotely. We built this awesome product and that started it. For me, my great strength is the enjoyment of people, the understanding of people, the compassion for people. Even when people are mean and angry and judgmental of me, even then I don't get triggered. And I have you know, a, a beautiful, I'm so grateful for my, I mean, I'm just so, I mean, I kiss my parents on the face mm. for this. I, my, you know, my, I kiss my immigrant circumstances in the face for this. Um, my genuine, genuine love for people. I mean, right now we're going through a time in the world where, you know, in the U.S. and and many other places, enormous fractions, me versus you, you versus them. And and to me, my great strength is finding that common ground of compassion, empathy, genuinely caring about your fellow man and, and trying to act on it. And um, which is always very, very challenging through a business world because you have business realities as well. But for me, it was people. So yes. And so we're, we're in this early stage now, obviously running an agency, we've got probably five or six staff. And I guess I was curious, I, I, I tried to jump back three, four years ago to some of your videos around your first hires. Who were the smartest? Family and friends. Friend? Family and really? friends. Mm-hmm. I'm a big family and friends guy. Why? Because it's different. If you, because it, it's, it, it's stickier. Do you, you think know, it's a trust thing? Yeah, of course. Even if they're I, even if they're not experienced. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's family. Mm. 
because we're we're having that right now where we're hiring for different roles that we haven't hired for in the past and i i like are you you know there was let me jump in i apologize yeah one of the things that i had was i knew the role yeah when i was hiring these kids my brother's friends from college is the answer (laughs) and high school um or hardcore fans of Wine Library TV that I knew for five or six years online. When I was hiring for them, the big key was I knew how to do all those jobs. Thus, I could judge if they were progressing. If you don't know the jobs, you're in more of a pickle in that scenario. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been doing pretty much everything strategy, sales, and marketing for, for about three years, two years, maybe three years. And my co-founder does all creative production and um, I don't have an industry background. So it's been very interesting. Me neither. Um, it, yeah, well, you don't have to have the experience. You just have to know them. Yeah. Well, the hardest thing is, is like you said, is I was deliberating and speaking to a, another owner of probably the biggest independent agency here. And he was like, you really need to be particular about the role it is that you're hiring because people are just not, they're not you. They're not going to have the same same passion and be able to do all the things. And they shouldn't. And they shouldn't. Yeah. And owners and bosses and CEOs should not hold their employees accountable to that same level of passion exactly. hours because they're not being compensated the same way. Yeah. He, he, he believes that um, the greatest, well, the first hire that he should always go to if, if he was to pick account manager, strategist, then creative, the first should always be account manager because they'll pay for the, the other two. From, I, I understand that and I, I see a lot of validity <laughs> that. I think the first hire is the single person that reverse engineers the founder, CEO, leader. So for me, that was an admin. Yeah. Do, you right. know, because, because that was my weakest length of like not wanting to do that kind of work. So yeah. I think you hire a re- – and by the way, it – you know, I don't know who, what that gentleman did for a living, if he was a creative or what have you. But if you yourself are an account person, potentially the first hire that matters is a creative. Yeah. Well, I thought the, it, the, the wise decision was a strategist because I don't, you know, I'm not a marketer per se. And I come from that account management sales background. But um, a salesperson and, matters. I've seen, I've seen shops that start with five people that can do something, but not one of them can sell a fucking ice cream in a desert and they go out of business. I think it's, I think these are all self-awareness games for all of us out here. Yeah. Do you, do you, if you think back to that time in those first days, how long until you realistically realize that you could stop working in that real nitty gritty of day to day where you're just constantly involved in. I'm still in and out. Yeah. But like, you, you know what I mean? When you're, you're literally, the account manager, the salesperson, the marketer. As soon as, as soon as, as soon as you can afford it. Yeah. You know that was about two years for us. Yeah. It's exciting though. It's yeah, exciting. It's, time. There's nothing more fun than building. Yeah. Jordan, thank you so much, brother. I wish you well. Thank Make you. sure I check out that video. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Some thoughtful shit. Some thoughtful business shit here to uh, start the uh, real like operations. A little bit more people that have started a business a little bit than uh, entrepreneurship. I like that little nice uh, twist. Let's keep it going. Oh my God. Hi, Gary. Hi, Miriam. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm sorry. I can't actually process this is real right now. Um, thankful. Where are you from? I'm from Australia. I live in Adelaide, so I'm one state over. Um, I know it well. Oh, thank goodness, because some people really hate my city and they make fun Why? of it a lot. I don't know. Apparently, there's nothing to do here. Um, you know, it well, is there's what ser- it is. There's, there's serious wine in Adelaide, so I know it well. <laughs> Gary V. Okay, Adelaide has won the Australia game. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm sorry. I, wow. Okay, I'm really nervous. Um, so, first of all, I just want to say thank you. This show has become um, a massive part of my life over the last few months. Um pretty much since it started. So I'm a digital artist and pretty much since it started, I've just been like making drawings based on things that you say throughout the episodes. And I've been like posting them on social media and it's just like honestly brought in some of the best people I've interacted with, um, you know, and um, it's just taught me a lot about what I'm capable of and the type, you know, content creation and things like that. So I just want to say thank you because, you know, without COVID or lockdown, we wouldn't have this show and yeah, I wouldn't, you know, be on that situation. So um, 
so my question, uh, could I just give a little bit of context to it Please. first? So, um, so I have uh, endometriosis. I, d I don't know if you know the illness. I do. Okay. I do. So, um, so this year has been a little bit rocky for me. Um, I basically dropped out of university because uh, I had a bunch of health issues come up and um, I had to have a surgery and I was pretty much failing all my classes and I just, it was just really hard to kind of do the health thing and do my, you know, university yeah, stuff as well. Sorry and um, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but what's ironic is through all of that, all of the art and the you know, all of this has been one of the biggest things that has helped me to be honest. Um, but at the moment I'm in this really weird situation where I don't know whether I uh, should go back to university or if I take a break. And I know that, you know, I know your opinions on, on college and that. Um, and listen, I just, just, to, just to take yeah. the platform, like my opinions are college works for some. It just doesn't work for a lot more people than the world has accepted. Yeah. Especially people that take on debt and get a degree that gives them no ROI the second they walk out of school. Like that is incredibly yeah. scary to me. That's a very big US problem. Obviously other parts of the world have education paid for in different ways. Yeah. But, I also think, but I also think it's about happiness. I mean, like I always think about why. Like why do you go to college? Do you go to yeah. college to, people are like, well, Gary, it's not just about the degree, it's about the social growth. I'm like, well, you can go backpacking through Europe. To, yeah. you, know, you know, like you don't, you know, you could be around young people and not pay for the education well, part, you know? The reason I, so I feel like my attitude towards it has changed over the last couple of years. Um, I've actually dropped, I've dropped out twice. So I dropped out in my second year. I took the whole year off for uh, endometriosis. That was the year I was diagnosed. And that year uh, was the year I basically taught myself digital art. So I, I kind of went like completely opposite direction. And now I have this thing that I absolutely love and I do it every single day. And I try to put myself out there on social media and everything like that. Um, but I feel like I'm kind of, my head is always in two directions. Like I have this creative side and then I have this academic side. But what comes with the academic side is like the literal pain I experienced. Well, I mean, I think about you know? Just think about that. Just I know. Rewatch re re this. Like, yeah. like, like, even if it was 1975 when college's ROI was extraordinarily strong and yeah. you couldn't really get it, you could get a job immediately and you couldn't get one without it and it paid for itself based on the cost of the degree. Even yeah. then, if it literally brought you pain, the answer yeah. is it's not, it's not a good idea. You know, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, at some point here, people are going to realize happiness over money. Like yeah. at some point it's going to happen. I just believe it. And it's yeah. going to flip the world upside down. And I think a lot of the things I debate and, and think about will come into focus during that time. Yeah, I was going to say, so th this is one of the biggest reasons I started listening to you. You're honestly, I'm so sorry. I'm really nervous at the moment. I've, I'm so excited to be here, but I Thank just, you. um, your, your content honestly changed my life because, um, I feel like I've, uh, I tend to judge myself a lot unnecessarily. I really don't need to be like that. And I find it really hard to snap out of that sometimes. And I just honestly turn you on and listen to, like I listen to your content day in, day out. Um, creating stuff based on your content is one of, like I've said it before, but honestly it's just one of the like most positive things that I've done with my time. And um uh sorry I was just gonna say okay. um no, no no so I wanted I'm, to I'm, wild, I'm wildly flattered keep going I just wanted to ask like um I know you talk a lot about like you know when you do or don't do something you don't judge yourself for it and yeah. I just want your perspective because like I tend to um tie my self-esteem up in a lot of these things and like what is your advice for like letting go of that completely by focusing on realizing like it's almost by muting the accolades more yeah. than the negativity i think what's really yeah. worked for me is the humility leads to the ability to not have your self-esteem wrapped up in the win or the loss to me it was about 
when things were working for me, not thinking that I was special or better than anybody. Yeah. It was, it was actually in the humility that I found peace. Yeah. Now I don't, I don't come off as a humble person because I like, cause I talk loud, I'm aggressive, I'm competitive. I like sports, yeah. I like competition, but in, in my, in my real kind of core, I don't think I'm special in any shape or form. Yeah. I really genuinely don't. I genuinely, genuinely do not. Yeah. And, and because of that, when people say you're a genius or you saved my life or, or all these things, you're the goat. It's, it feels amazing. I'm so grateful. It's so yeah. nice. However, however, I don't take it to heart. I, I don't be, yeah. begin to believe it. And so what that also means is when somebody says you're full of shit, you suck, you're the worst. Um, it allows me to not get torn down. And so yeah. I just stay, kind of stay in the middle. Like to me, I think a lot about being a hundred years old and do I care about what, what an anonymous person or even my cousin thought of me at a hundred or at 75 or being terminally diagnosed? I mean, you've already had a health scare, you know, you, you know, you, sh you can really use this. I think you have to think back to the judgment you had growing up. That doesn't mean yeah. demonize your parents or no. your circumstance. It means just understand it because they probably had the same thing happening to them. Yeah. And, and really just reframing. So I talk about positivity and practicality into your ears. The reason yeah. you're in a better place is you've been listening to a lot of what I'm saying, which I'm grateful. And, and it sounds like it's bringing you some value. I mean, yeah. ultimately, when you realize you don't matter that much, it is actually liberating. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. That's how I do it. That's yeah. the truth. Between yeah. that and realizing what's important to me, like, who cares if my business failed or my post didn't do well or people think I'm a bad guy? Like yeah. my, my parents are healthy. And as long as that's like, just keep it simple and keep yeah. it humble. Keep it simple. Keep it humble. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it humble. And you will watch your happiness explode. That yeah. doesn't mean stay complacent. I'm the fucking most hungry, ambitious person you'll meet. But um, I really, really just keep it simple and humble. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so awesome, much, man. Gary. You're welcome. Uh, can I, I just ask, I'm so sorry. Could you follow me on Instagram? Because I make a lot of artwork and it's. I just wanted you to see some of it. Actually, wait, you shared some of it. I'm so sorry, Gary. My mind is completely blanked. This I wasn't following. I'm on it now. No, it's okay. It's absolutely fine. No, no, um, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, and hello. I love it. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... Uh, yeah, those those building drawings were based on the uh, uh, how to build the tallest building, and it's just does you know. All right, but you're, at, you're at you're at you're at five nineteen. Let's see what the Vayner Nation does for you over the next hour. Oh my God, I just right. wanted to say thank you so much, Gary. This means yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Everybody, follow this wonderful lady. We'll talk soon. Bye bye. Bye. Let's keep it rocking. Mondo, how are you? You're on mute. Good, man. How's it going? It's going well. Really nice to meet Good, you. Good, Gary. It's, my name is Max. Uh, I'm Max. based 2016. I'll quickly kind of run through. And first off, thanks for all the content you do. Uh, of course. It was about 2016 I put together uh, what is essentially a neon business, uh, neon signs. In fact, uh, we actually did the or put the uh, the Twitch studio with your signature in green. That's in yes, yes, yes. So Thank I, you. Yes. I actually walked it in your office into the sh in the shipping depot and actually dropped it on and said, "I don't know, Gary. You won't let me up." Actually, so it's actually how it got up there. Uh, so it's kind of fun taking on a subway and driving it down there. Those are kind of the kind of the the fun hustle things that get things put through. But uh, basically, I wanted to make something that I kind of knew enough about the business, and it's kind of one of those tricky businesses. It's a little sticky. It's a hundred years old hasn't changed at all but it has a lot of creativity and a lot of value kind of uh, in the sense that people are actually working in these fires um you know and so what i did is i just created like kind of like a media side to all of this it kind of what would essentially happen to me is it became almost like a, a used car salesman approach you know i've got some signs i can get it up there for you um you know and i just felt like the template was so old and so i tried to bring in this other idea you know kind of the artistic side the creative side so um, my question is that I, 15 years being in New York City, I've now moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and the operation is really um, still just me kind of running everything, the media, every, putting everything out. We have a podcast, the only podcast about neon signs, and that kind of came from you. Over 80 episodes now, basically putting other artists on in other shops that actually had no voice, kind of limited to what they're only doing, you know, kind of like they're in their little town, but now 
because of Instagram, um, that's all kind of shifted, which is great. You know, they all kind of know each other now and there's this huge landscape. So, um, I'm trying to figure out what are the best ways to, you know, basically being you know, connected in COVID kind of limiting all that. Uh, what would you do, you know, transitioning from, you know, a place like a, a place like New York city where everything's kind of quickly happening, a lot of businesses and everything, and everyone's kind of transitioning and what is essential to them. So there's kind of been a slowdown, I think naturally, because these things, you know, just kind of do come up sometimes, you know, what, what to spend on as far as businesses, but it was consumer direct to consumer it shipped the neon signs. So it shipped throughout the nation. So, you know, a lot of business in LA, a lot of things in New York that we used to do. How can you, you know, what would be some of the things you would do to transition to like the Midwest? Well, I mean, are you unable to ship the neon signs to New York and LA? Uh, no, they can go anywhere, anywhere in the nation to ship neon. So, so, it goes so, what's, the, like, so what's the concern? You, you mean more of some of the local low hanging fruit in New York is stronger than in Louisville? AKA uh, like dropping something off in my office? Um, not necessarily that, but I just think what, what are some of the, like, I think trying to get the word out that, you know, we're also here now, you know, we've done such a good job of putting out information in New York. I mean, I think, kind of and that. have you separated that from the fact that neon signs becomes one of the line items that disappears during an economic turndown? I think that's some of it too. Like how to, how to adjust. It definitely that. is. You know, I think, I think during these times you just have to quote unquote weather the storm, like everything you were doing to get a certain amount of signs sold, you almost have to do twice as much just to keep, you know, it's kind of what I did both downturns at the wine business, right? It took so much more effort in, in April 2000 because of the stock market crash and then September 2001 because of 9-11. It took me so much effort in 2000, 2001, 2002 to basically be even at the level of 1999, even though we were growing. Um, because it was tough. And then in 2008, forget it. I mean, one of the first things that disappeared was $60 wine. Um, and so I think you have to realize that 100% reality around it's going to take you more more podcast episodes, more Facebook, Louisville, local advertising. Because now when, when you get in front of 200 people in Louisville, you know, a year ago, 13 of them would have bought a sign now only three will because of the financial situation and the needs. I think during these times, I mean, I think nothing's changed, Max, on like what platforms can work, whether that's TikTok or LinkedIn or YouTube. What's changed is the conversion behavior. You know, it's and I think it's, yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's, I think about it. I think about it as gaining weight. If you like during COVID gained 15 pounds, when you go back to the gym, nothing's changed. You're going to do the same regimen that was got you into that shape. The problem is it's going to take longer to get back to a great place because you put on the 15 pounds and mm-hmm. you've got, and you know, it's harder. You're out of practice. Your joints are a little fucked up. You know, like, you, you know, you're, you're what you, you know, sometimes when I miss some gym time, it's like, damn, you know, October to like this uh, last August to like October, December was probably the weakest time frame of my workout in the last five years. And and it was really tough to get back to the same place. And I think that's what people are going to deal with in a post-COVID. And so more reps is what you're saying, basically. just stay More reps and the- recognizing that those reps are not going to give you the same returns that they once did. But you've got to get through. Otherwise, I mean, uh, people are like, Gary, that sucks. I'm like, cool. What's the alternative? Going out of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the cool thing is also like for the one, we did a sign for empathy that was up there too. You'll yes, see things I know. like we just did one for Tracer and Jonathan. So that just went up to awesome. LED. So he's got that over there now. It's actually at his house. So that'll be fun. Hopefully he gets to open up and you guys get to see it back at the office. So I, I, uh, I think those out. little things like that. Yeah. And so all that I, said, I, I think, I think local Facebook and LinkedIn advertising in the area of Lexington will bring you more dividends than you realize. So I would really focus on that. Okay. Thanks, Gary. Awesome, brother. Talk to you soon. Thanks for all the nice gestures you've done for VaynerX. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's push. I like this show. Thoughtful. Hey, how's it going, Gary? Very good. Man, very excited to be here. Anyway, so huge shout out to your team, Zane, Dustin, you guys rock. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, that guy Zubin is a beast, by the way. I'm loving that content. I'm a business owner. I run a business. Everything that guy says seems to be really, really well thought out. So loving, looking Vayner forward to that today. Vayner Commerce is, is very strong and he's very sharp. Love it. Love it. Anyway, so want to tell you, you'll get a kick out of this. I am, you, you know me. I'm that guy, used to be in corporate making 100K plus, 
I left that life. It just, you know, it wasn't for me. It wasn't, wasn't fulfilling. <laughs> right? I, I'm, I came to Mexico. That's where I'm right now. It's where I'm based, where I'm from. Started a call center. I uh, just focused on helping people that run Facebook ads follow up with their leads. So we kind of come in and we're, we're part of an ecosystem that helps people convert their leads into life transfers, into appointments, all that kind of stuff, right? We hire kids that are here, grew up in the U.S., uh, came back to Mexico uh, that in every sense of the word, they're American, Gary. But, you know, we kind of help them out. We get them this job and they're working for companies in the U.S., like digital marketing agencies, real estate agents. We're focused on real estate. That's our niche. That's our area. So my question to you is this, Gary. So given that, you know, and, and we've grown the company. I have 50 people working for me right now. We have Congrats. over. Yeah, thank you. And we have over 300 clients across the U.S. and Canada. Um, so and, and we weathered the COVID. Right. I mean, we're, we survived. We're here. And the number one thing I did was in the middle of March when it got real, I started going live on Facebook. I finally followed a lot of your advice. I had been not wanting to post anything. I didn't really want to be the face of the company. Well, I stopped that in the middle of March, right? So, you know, we went down a little bit, but man, we survived COVID. And I think we're, we're ready to thrive right now. My concern is this, Gary, as the leader of the company, I'm like, okay, should we double down on real estate? Or is it time to open up to other niches? Because Both. holy cow, who knows? What's that? Both. Both? What do you mean? Double down on real estate and expand. <laughs> when, pe when, people, when people expand, they oftentimes forget the thing that got them there. So if you have 100 beans to deploy going forward, make 70 of those beans go on real estate because it's working and you haven't extracted all the 100%. value yet. 100%. And then take 30% and go into flooring or insurance or small business, whatever, whatever you think is right. So the answer is both. Both and 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 Gary, for when you're when you're running an organization like that, how do you keep them? I mean, the focus, right? Because right now, one of our biggest, you know, strengths and you know, selling points is, hey, we know real estate. We're a hundred percent real estate. This is our thing. This is what we do. How would change, you kind change, of change what you say to people? Kind hey of Gustavo, you got to ready? Hey Gustavo, you need to work with us now. I know you're in the hardware store business. We crush real estate. That's our origins, but we've taken those nuances and we understand the hardware space and we think the comps are there. And then when you talk to Gustavo, the real estate guy or gal, you say, Hey Gustavo, uh, look, our, you need to go with us in real estate. That's our origins. The first three years of my company, it's still 90% of our behavior. We've expanded into insurance and mutual funds and Wall Street, but we are real estate. All of a sudden, just by delivering it differently, you're in both. I got you. And, and, and kind of, you know, play to that real estate DNA, but how it applies to how the, like you said, the nuances can apply to a bunch, which is true. A hundred percent true, by the way. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of those principles. That's why I'm <laughs> yeah, saying it. I know it's fucking true. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good advice, Gary. And on the social, when I'm putting my content out there, I'm working in a call center, Gary, and I've moved the whole company virtual now. What does really awesome content look like? If you're, you know, neon sign guy, I 100%, you know, I, I can think, well, you know, oh, but that's actually really great content. Q&A. See with Gary B. Look at my, I got fucked up hair, go. fucking back, <laughs> backlighting. Nobody gives a fuck about the production. Everybody gives a fuck about the substance. I gotcha. Get, get great clients, great partners, great people out here that, that they're looking to, to learn from. Or, I, actually, or, we have a lot of the same bodies. Yeah, or or uh, just or just post on LinkedIn or Facebook. Like, who's got questions? I mean, I'm not. You're fucking Gustavo in Mexico right now. You're not a great client or a big dog. I'm here to bring value. Bring fucking value. Watch what happens. I got. You. I got. You. Awesome. Talk I love to you. it. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank Appreciate you, so much. you, man. Look, it's the same old thing for me. Thank you, Gustavo. Go ahead, Dustin. Go to the next one. I'm just wrapping up with a thought. Um, it's the same old thing. You know, I always talk about like, watch what I do, not what I say. Like. A lot of the answers are in the fucking way. I'm just living it. Hey, everybody who's listening to the podcast. We interrupt this on a mid-roll. Unlike everybody else who's trying to make a dollar on the mid-roll, I'm, I'm trying to surprise the fuck out of you. I'm going to use the mid-roll occasionally to do something fun as shit. So today's mid-roll contest is you have to use this hashtag on your Instagram. So take a screenshot right now on your phone or your desktop Post it in your Instagram main feed. Stories do not count. Use the hashtag Gary B. I love your mid roll, and tell me why you should win. And we're gonna pick one random person, 
and you're gonna get 30 minutes with me on Skype to do business consulting, crazy value, and, and you're gonna be able to spend a day on Zoom with my team to learn how we roll to make your business better, and I'm gonna send you a crazy swag pack, hoodies, wine, shit from my shelf. You're gonna give me your address. So please check it out. Everybody get in right now, mid-roll surprises. Join today. All right, back to the podcast. Thank you, Ivy. Thank you for that kind post. Donnie, what's good? Gary, what's up, man? Thanks for having How me on the you? show. Of course, I'm man. Where are you from? Where are you right now? Pittsburgh. I'm in my car because my roommate's sleeping. So, Tell your roommate to wake the fuck up. It's fucking 939. I, I think he actually is getting up now. He's getting ready right, to go respect. work. Good. So uh, I just wanted to know if you had any advice for marketing yourself as a voice actor. As a voice Actor, voice actor. Actor. Yep. Um, I think one of the things I would definitely do is look at the number one uh, animated YouTube and Instagram and TikTok animated um, uh, uh, pieces of content and try to be the voice of something because you'll get a huge amount of exposure. Yep. Uh, I, I'm a pretty big fan of, you know, I, with VaynerMedia, um, and with speaking with Gary V, let's call it, I did a lot of things free early on to get exposure and leverage. Yeah, that's so what I'm I, doing that too right now. But be smart. You have to give away free where it's actually valuable to you. What I mean by that is you need to reach out to things like Gymshark and like Moonjuice, like the biggest companies on social media, and okay. say, hey, instead of like a lot of times when people go for free, the reason a lot of people hate free is they give free non-strategically and they just do it for whoever asks, but that, but like, you're not really getting the, it's not free. You're getting exposure or learnings in return. So I'm a very big fan of doing voiceover, you know, podcasts are exploding. There's a ton of podcast ads. If you could become, if you could become, um, um, a, uh, a voice for like four to five big companies that are running heavy, I would go to Spotify. I would down, literally, I'm not joking. I would download all 300 top podcasts on YouTube and Spotify, sit down for a week, listen to them all, figure out um, figure out which companies are advertising the most on podcasts and then cold reach out to them and then offer it you know, for quote unquote free, aka you're gonna get massive exposure and all of a sudden you're like a voice that we're all recognizing, kind of like movie phone or the guy who's like, in right, a dark right. place, you know, the, the trailers. Yeah. Um, I kind of um, specialize in, like, character voice, like, really, like, weird voice. So, I don't know. So, the so the animation I, I, idea sits with you well? Yeah. I uh, When we first started uh, quarantining, I started making Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm on everything, Twitch. Um, and I started taking random video clips off the internet and just recording whatever voiceover I come up with and just post it and uh, I ran a Facebook ad with one of those videos and it, it's a pretty well one three months so it got me up to like 7,000 on Facebook Instagram I'm like nowhere I gotta figure out how to advertise on those other platforms but yeah right now I'm just taking videos I think LinkedIn you're, you're, you're Johnny you're, chop, you're chopping for me a little bit but um, I would tell you that uh, and there's some feedback going on Dustin can you Dustin can you take a off real quick that's it. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Can you hear me? Is that close to my router? We're good. It's pretty. Um, better. Yeah, a little bit better. Still choppy. The feedback. Can you go on mute? Can you put put yourself on mute? Um, so, I think the the thing that you need to think about is LinkedIn. And the thing that you need to think about, yeah, Dustin, let's let's rock him off because I've got my answer anyway. Donnie, thank you for listening. A, rewatch this because people in the comments were talking about hiring you. And B, it's just exposure. It's an exposure game. I do think LinkedIn is a good place to go as well. Talk about how you're a voice actor and what that means for content on uh, on social and on uh, on the ability to uh, um, really create the be the voice of their pre-roll YouTube ad, I think has a real shot. And here's Donnie's information if anybody wants to jam with him. I don't know if that's zero for over. There's an O or a zero, but you'll figure that out. All right, let's keep going. 
Gary V. What's up, Gary? What's good, Robbie? Hey, um, so I just had a few quick couple of questions I wanted to ask you. First of all, I love your show, by the way. I've been Thank watching so it for a couple of years now. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you from? Uh, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So, so what I wanted to ask you was you talk a lot about self-awareness and like becoming an entrepreneur and stuff. And when I was a kid, I noticed I had a lot of those tendencies, but I kind of bought into the whole, you need to be good at school in order to do well. So I just like went ham like 14, 18 hours a day into it. And it was, it was a mistake. So I was like depressed, unhappy. So my question is what, like, I know you talk, like, look back when you were a kid to see what you were doing, but what if you've just like struggled with depression all this time? So you weren't really doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Of course it makes sense, which is why all the stuff I talk about are hypotheses and ideas, but they don't always fit for everybody depending on it. So what you're referring to for everybody's watching is a lot of times people at 20, 21, 22, even 30, 40 are asking me, Gary, I don't know my passion. I always ask them, well, what do you do as a kid or what do you like? But sometimes you don't have to go as far as what you did as a kid. It might be, Robbie, what you're doing right now. Like I'm a big fan of paying attention to what people consume. Like for example, I've been so busy with the all-in challenge trying to keep the companies along. Just a lot of shit, Black Lives Matter, there's been so much. Um, But in the few minutes that I've had to myself, I've either looked up sports cards and bought them on eBay or have watched wrestling documentaries on WWE OTT. That's a clear indication of who I am right now even of what I like and and begs the debate that if I started a podcast around wrestling sports, Sports wrestling cards, which, oh, by the way, I genuinely believe are underpriced and like have a big opportunity, that would make me incredibly happy. Now, I'm, I'm wildly happy doing what I'm doing, so I won't make that pivot yet, but I always do wonder if I'll ever have a breaking point in all the pressure that I have to hold, and, and am I okay with selling it off or walking away and just doing something simplistic like garage sailing or sports cards or things of that nature? I would really look at what you gravitate towards doing. Like, what what do you watch? What do you do? Like, what do you like? You know, like, what is it? Um, I would say music, sports, video games, cooking, travel, skiing. You know, video games and probably fiction writing. And also, I've been reading a lot about entrepreneurship too. But I know you got to actually get out there and do it too. Well, you got to you got to fiction write and you got to play video games or record it. So there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with educating yourself or consuming the, the push I give when I'm like, what you got to do is that's the truth. Like you, you can't, yeah. you know, nothing will happen by watching my videos unlimited. Like you have to do that thing. Um, there's nothing wrong with consuming. It's just that if you use consuming as the justification that you're doing, you tend to get unhappy. Right. But I mean, if, I mean, Robbie, I mean, you're in a place where you can start YouTube videos and Instagram accounts and TikToks around video games and fiction writing. You can literally write the first page of a fiction story that you have in your mind in the notes app on your phone and post that on Instagram with 12 followers. And that could be the moment. It's unlikely, but it could. Right. That's true. You got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to, you got to lean into your interests. It's, it leads to happiness. You're too young to give up on happiness. You know, people that are 75, I'm willing to say you can give up on happiness. And what I mean by that is not giving up on happiness. I mean, professional happiness. I would say, okay, you're 75. Fuck it. You're, yes, you're allowed to go to save your money and whatever. And just, but yeah, hopefully you save some money if you want to go to Florida or Arizona and just golf, like cool. But if you're 52 right now and you hate your fucking job, I don't want you to keep doing that because there's another 20 years likely of you working based on what I'm seeing in the numbers. These like, like fuck, like fuck already. Like this is why I don't want people to buy houses that are too expensive for them. I don't want people not to buy houses. I don't want people to buy houses that they can't afford. I don't want people to buy, not buy cars. I don't want them to buy cars they can't afford. I don't want people to not buy jewelry. I don't want them to buy jewelry that they can't afford. I'm buying fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars of sports cards, but I can afford it. Nobody, like that's stupid if you can't afford it. I want people to drink $6 coffees if they can afford it. I don't want them to buy it when they can't. Saving money is incredibly important. Living within your means is incredibly important. And more importantly, having a job you hate or doing something you hate just to pay for stuff to make pretend you were happy, that's the worst of them all. Right. Right. You've already lived that. You fucking thought you had to do something. It made you unhappy and it became a spiral and you became very unhappy. 
I'm 25 right now. I feel like I'm 50 sometimes. Bro, so. bro you're super young, bro. Please promise me, Robbie, that you understand how young you are. At 25, yeah. I, was I was stocking bottles on shelves in a liquor store on this exact moment, for real. Checking in orders, 100%, at 25 years old, 2000, uh, 100% at this exact moment when I was 25, deliveries would come to Shoppers Discount Liquors. I think I renamed it to Wine Library by then. Wine Library, deliveries would come. 10 cases of Doors Scotch, five cases of Budweiser, 13 cases of a Sauvignon Blanc I bought. And I would fucking check in the invoice. Okay, we got 13, check, check. I would sign the invoice. I would then send it to the walk, get a hand truck, ship it down a conveyor belt, take one case of the 15 Sauvignon Blanc, put it on the shelf, get a piece, like a little card that I had, write the review of the Sauvignon Blanc, put it up. Customer walked in, where's the Scotch? Right over here, ma'am, right? Um, like, like... That was my life at 25. I was a fucking schlepping in a liquor store. That's true. So No, 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 if... no, no, no. Stick with me here, fucking Robbie. Okay, okay. Like, All this right, is I'm huge. That's what I was doing at 25. Yeah. Yeah. I, you have that's... unlimited time. So if you were to, because I know you worked in a liquor store, and that's actually the second part I wanted to ask you about was with the work ethic part, I'm really, I have a lot of experience with that, but where I don't have experience is I grew up kind of middle class. So that kind of like lower class hustle you always talk about, so to speak, like I, listen, I just listen, graduated from college. Listen, and, listen, a lot of things I say people take as blanket. I, I see right. themes, but, but I have highly wealthy friends that grew up rich on the Upper East Side with unlimited grind and work ethic. Okay. I, I think your work ethic will explode when you're doing something you love. For example, I have the greatest, I have great work ethic, but I don't stay up to two o'clock in the morning working on empathy, the K-Swiss deal, the, you know, Vayner media. But I stayed up to two o'clock in the morning buying sports cards the other night because my passion was off the fucking charts. Okay. okay. I think a lot of people, I think most people are not lazy. I think they're doing something they don't like. I'm unbelievably lazy in school. I'm unbelievably lazy if you ask me to hang six pictures up in an apartment. I can, I can work for 18 hours straight when I love it. Work ethic oftentimes maps to the thing. I think too many people deem themselves as not ambitious and lazy when in reality it's because they don't like what they're doing. Right, right. So would you, if you just got a job or I just um, graduated from college with a license in speech language pathology. I do you want to do that? No, <laughs> no, no, I don't so at all. Don't. So, so my question, but would you, in order to make money to kind of support yourself, I mean that I'm kind of limited. There's two, there's two fair yeah. enough. There's two ways okay. to think about it. One, and obviously let's take COVID out of the equation a year from now, hopefully. So, you know what I mean? Obviously those are some variables. Yeah. One, you live really humbly, aka at your parents' house, at a girlfriend, boyfriend's house. I, you know, I don't know what your situation is. Or with six homies in a shithole. Yeah. Then it allows you to go real ham if you're fucking caught, if you're paying $100 a month in rent because you have six other roommates and you fucking sleep on a couch. It all depends on where you're at. You know, you can get a speech pathology job. And then my concern with that is, is that you then live a lifestyle based on that salary, which never lets you really save and go on to the other thing. You could get a speech pathology job and live like shit so you save like a fucker and you could save for two years worth of living and then you go and jump at 28. Right. I'm a little bit more into the happiness. Even those three years saving kind of suck even when you have this great mission, but it's but there's a million different examples. I mean, there's 25 year olds that have two children and have responsibilities and like can't live in a shithole because they're scared for their children. I mean, there's a million scenarios out there, but for you, like where do you live I have now? no debt. I'm, I'm in Dallas right now. I have like, I have no debt or anything. My parents took care of it. So I'm just thinking, should I just like pack up somewhere and like become a bartender or something like? You should definitely thank your First of all, you should kiss your parents on the face and thank them because no debt's have a monster. Absolutely. I, I think you should start creating on the internet to get a taste if there's anything you like. If your entrepreneurial tendencies were around flipping and selling, like buying and selling stuff, you should give that thought. If it was more about like macro entrepreneurship, because there's a difference between 
operations op- entrepreneurship, sales entrepreneurship. Sales entrepreneurship is an incredible mm-hmm. trait because it always lets you breathe because selling right. lets you breathe. You know, So I think that's what you have to think about. Okay, okay. I was much more on the idea, kind of wanting to go my own way side versus more the strict selling side. Selling is one of the skills I've had to work kind of to build up. I mean, there's also partnerships. You have any really good friends who like, you know, you might want to team up with. That's always a fun thing to think about. Like if I said to you right now, you have to start a business. You have to. It's like the rule, new mandated law. What would you do? Right. Probably try to become a writer. That's where my talent is. So maybe I dive into that. that. Bro, you have to start writing. Do you write? You're right. Like, do you, do you put out your writing in the world? No. I don't. I need to think of a way to do it. I've heard like Wattpad and stuff like But beyond that, Wattpad, I don't really Wattpad's know. Wattpad's incredible. Wattpad for everybody. W-A-T-T-Pad. Um, but I also think Instagram's incredible. I think writing stuff on, a, on, like I said, on notes and just posting it, I think then taking that and making a YouTube video where you read the story, you know, you know, you, fiction, right? Fiction. Fiction, yep. Listen to me and listen to me good. You need to seriously consider just writing the first 10 pages of a make pretend story, putting them out on Instagram, reading them on YouTube, putting them out on TikTok. I would do that for a year and see if anything clicked. You might have right. the next Harry Potter or fucking Star Wars in you, but you don't even know. But by putting it out there, you might see people jump on it. Start, you know, Reddit has some great communities where you can start a make pretend land. Bro, you gotta go, Robbie. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta eliminate the insecurity of feedback. Of like, remember, I think it's great, and then everybody else that says it sucks, tell them to DM me, and I'll tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta put it yeah. out. I've been really indecisive and negative, Gary, but you've helped it a lot. Thank you. What did you say, Rob? Oh, I've been really indecisive and negative for a lot of time, but you've helped that a lot. So thank you. You've given why me a lot you, of positivity. I appreciate that. Why do you think that? Because I want to learn from your feedback because I want to do more of it because it's the greatest feeling to bring that kind of value to somebody. Like what, what clicked for you? Doing, I would say growing up making like nothing but A's, even though a lot of people like with my disabilities told me I would make like C's, D's, fail, stuff like that. It was a lot of not and the disabilities become, were what? Like dyslexia and like common, like, like uh, cliche. AD, learned, ADHD, yeah. auditory processing, slower processing speed, all that sort of. Yep. An amalgamation of things with the depression. So, yeah. And did that make you feel inferior? It made me attach my, I attached my self-worth to praise. So like A's, awards, because that was all I ever, I mean, I'd even sit in during lunch. You were, show, you were, you were showing them, you showed them, see, I can. Right. Because I had the ambition and that was the direction I was sort of given to go. And what did your parents think of that? Um, I think they're starting to realize more and more that school never was for me. My mom's the very type A accountant, like go make A's, stuff like, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I understand. Listen, so anyway, I apologize. So what what do you think really clicked for you? Uh, With your videos? Mm Mm-hmm. Just your your very positive nature of you can go out, do anything, just tell people. You're just very frank that you have to live for you. In a lot of ways, and it was a way that came across as genuine. Yeah, and it's and what I don't think people understand is when you go to that level of selfishness, there's an incredible ability to become selfless. Me making myself happy over this whole process now allows me to be the man that I am that sits here for an hour every morning, desperately wanting for you to be happy with no interest or expectation for anything in return because it comes out of gratitude that I've navigated to this place and I want it for everybody else. And if I'd not done that, I would be needing, not giving. Right. Had I not gone that route and, and, and thought that I needed everybody else's affirmation to live, I'd still be grabbing for that right now and I'd have no opportunity to give. It's the person that's the happiest that is able to give. You know, it's the same reason that all the trolling and negativity online, I feel bad for those people because they're in a bad place. Yeah. Of course you can't be compassionate or nice. You're not happy. That's true. And so what? That, that's that, absolutely that, true. The communication style and the format, it just kind of, it, there was a practicality to the way that I was describing it that felt real to you. 
Yeah. And also your resume with school isn't the only way. And I always felt out of place in school, even though that's where I spent all my time. Cause I just thought, well, that's the way you do things. And yeah. Well, listen, I wish you nothing but good, Robbie. Uh, please do me a favor, please. I have a weird feeling about this. And really I'm probably just being selfish right now because when you're on fucking Colbert talking about your book, you're gonna be like big shout out to Gary V. <laughs> I really, I really think you should write three to five pages. How many different stories do you think you have in your head? Really good ones, maybe three. How many solid ones? About three or five. How many okay ones? About 10. I want you to put out all 10, 10 pages okay. of each on the internet for free and watch your fucking life change. Here's, okay. I'm giving you the straight formula. I rarely do this. As you know, I talk more. I need you to write the first 10 pages of each of those stories, all 10, not three. When you lose the high of this moment, I don't need you to go to actually the only one's good. No, no, all 10. Because what okay. you think is just okay might be the fucking one. That's true. Because you don't get to decide, they get to decide. Got it? I want you to write the first 10 pages for all 10. I assume in the way that it fits in an Instagram post, that's probably 20 to five posts per story to get to 10 pages worth. I don't really know the math in this, right? 30 posts, will 15 posts, you know what I mean, right? Like literally, you know, like part, and don't do a carousel. This way you can do like four posts a day. One of 10, it was an early Wednesday morning. Like literally, name it. And I want you to do that. Then I want you to read it on YouTube, just like this, face to camera, read it. That's your YouTube content. And then I want you to figure out some sort of version of one of the two on TikTok. I want you posting on all three of those and add Twitter to that and do the same thing you're doing on Instagram. I want you to do that every day for the next three months of COVID. I'm telling you, it can change your life. Thank you, Gary. You will be blown away, Robbie, by the random emails that you will get or DMs. I don't think it's out of, I don't think it's crazy that you're crying on Tea with Gary B on October 9th because you signed a book deal about your fucking Fantasyland book. I really believe this. I believe it and too. You're, and you're gonna be happy doing it. It's way more fun than bartending. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Just do yeah. it, Robbie. Just fucking do it, please. I will. What's your handle on Instagram? I have no Instagram right now. I have, or so, yeah, I have great. no like public Instagram right now, yeah. Right, you're gonna do, you're gonna do all that. You're gonna set, Robbie, listen to me, please don't let this moment pass. Please set up those accounts. Don't be scared. You know, start the process of getting comfortable with not needing affirmation. Start getting comfortable with the person that leaves a comment that says, this is dorky. Stop, start getting comfortable with the person coming along that watches this show, but unfortunately is still hurt inside themselves and comes and says, I saw you and Gary Vee, you're not gonna make it. This story's stupid. Start getting comfortable with that. Start, start letting that feed you. Start letting that get you excited. That's them, they're down. They're down, not you. Get that excited. God, I hope I can I get excited. I, I get excited when people <laughs> say I'm shit or that I'm gonna fall or that you suck or you're overrated or I don't get why people like him or he's bad. I get excited. That shit feeds the fuck out of me. Tries you. They're confused. They think they're tearing me down. They're fucking feeding me. You can't beat something that's unbeatable. That's true. That's very true, Gary. Please use this, okay, brother? I really weirdly believe something good's gonna happen. I, I like weirdly, like genuinely my bones, and my bones are right more often than not. I think something good is gonna happen, man. Please, can you please promise you'll deliver on this? I really think you'll be happy. Even if nothing crazy happens, you're gonna feel so good at the end of these three months. I will. I believe okay. you. I promise I you, man. You, I'll contact you if anything happens, man. Please do. Thank you. All right. Dustin, Thank you, Gary. You're welcome, Robbie. This was a real show. Yeah. This was like a real fucking show. Yeah, I related with Robbie a lot. You did? Yeah. I mean, like, just uh, first, just not knowing how young he is at 25. Like, everyone thinks they're so old. And even I felt that when I was 25. Like, oh, crap. Like, I got to get my life together in five years or whatever. And just people don't realize how young they are. Like, it's just it's frustrating. <laughs> like, hearing it all the time from 20-year-olds. I'm like, you don't realize how young you are. Like, that's why we do this every day. 
Yeah. Speaking of every day, we'll be back tomorrow. Please take the URL that you're watching right now. If you're in, if you're in Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, please share this right now. Tell everybody to join tomorrow at 9 a.m. And please hit up Twitter with your review of today's show. Please, Gary Vee on Twitter. Also, today's wine text is bonkers. If you're a wine drinker, winetext.com. Some of you are slipping on that. And, uh, and sports cards, make sure you watch or listen to the last show. And there's a couple long form videos of me on YouTube around it. It's really fun. Could be really, really good, especially if you're a gambler and sports gambler. I think you should shift your energy or consider it. I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. All right, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review is The Motivation You Need by Justin Edmonds. Gary covers a wide range of topics that you would think won't relate to you. But even talking trading cards has so many real-world applications on what I do on the daily. Gary, I can't thank you enough for your passion. It's a fire that keeps lighting the forest up. Thanks and keep up the good work. Thanks to Justin Edmonds. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.